This is Chasing Encounters, a podcast about stories, languages, cultures, and identities. We highlight diversity and intersectionality in contemporary society through respectful and thought-provoking conversations. Hello, everybody. This is Yesid Ortega, and this is uh, our last episode of the year 2020, definitely an unprecedented times. Um, we had the chance to talk to El Cafecito, which is a podcast produced at the University of Toronto by Latinx students. I had a wonderful time talking to them about what it means to produce a podcast and all the challenges and possibilities. So with any further ado, here is the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everybody to another episode of El Cafecito. My name is Leonardo Casenza. I'm your host for this third season, reminding everyone that El Cafecito is sponsored by the Latin American Studies program at the University of Toronto. Without their help, nothing of this would have would have not been possible. And now for my introduction, we're in the Meta Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. My name is Jacinto Ortega. I'm originally from Colombia in South America. I am uh, currently working in my PhD at OECD, the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education, uh, in the Language and Literacy uh, Education Department, and I'm looking at the uh, social justice, peace building education in English, English classes in Latin America, specifically in Colombia. I'm glad to be here. I, uh, I also host uh, another podcast for graduate folks and uh, other people uh, at OISI. The podcast is called Chasing Encounters. And then here we're today with the folks at El Cafecito because we wanted to, to sort of start sharing some, some of our experiences, what we have been through, what are the reasons why we're doing a, a podcast in these times and what are the challenges and opportunities that we have faced throughout these years of, of doing a podcast. Hola, hello, Cubo. My name is Raquel, and I really hope your semester is going well. And this is just a reminder to uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can find us there as uh, Podcast El Cafecito. Hola, hola. Um, here's Gideon and Paturi. Very happy to be once again here. And before we start, Leo, I just wanted to call attention to one fact um, that today we're recording uh, on November uh, the 27th, uh, but uh, two days ago on the November 25th, uh, 2020, Uh, the greatest football player of all times, Diego Armando Maradona, unfortunately passed away, uh, who was a symbol of not only football, but of Latin America as a whole. So I just like to uh, call attention to the fact and, well, if I could dedicate this episode to El Diego, El Más Grande. Well, I think we should record an episode on Maradona. It can be the next one. Give me the next one. Give me our spoiler for, for, for the following one. But anyways, uh, following this We're we're back with another cafecito, and this time it's a meta podcast, like I mentioned in the beginning, because we're talking about podcasting, and we invited Yesid here exactly to talk about what podcasting is, and uh, our audiences, and the different approaches that we have to podcasting, and why it's, it's so important to to our communities and to spread our our word in our communities. And Yesid has an amazing podcast called called Chasing Encounters, and as he said, he he invites people from from different backgrounds to talk about their 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 stories in his podcast. It's a different format from ours, and I'm interested to talk about why he chose this format. But initially, my first question to you all is why why did we choose the podcast format? Right? Why is the podcast such a interesting media to convey our thoughts? 
Um, right, that's a very good, interesting question. So let me tell you a little bit about the history of how Chase Encounters uh, came to be. This was an idea that I had with a friend of mine uh, a few years back, like two or three years ago. Uh, we used to host um, a curriculum pedagogy group, study group at OEC. And at some point we were getting together every week uh, for a couple of hours to study and talk about critical pedagogy. And then one, in one of our many conversations, we said, oh, that would be cool to have the same idea of having these conversations, but in the form of a podcast. And I said, well, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And so we started fantasizing about the idea of, of, of having a podcast about talking about the literary work and theory and research and all of those sorts of things. And, and then we kept it like that in the back of our minds and the group, you know, disappeared. We didn't meet it again. And then the idea of the of the podcast just just vanished for a while. And then I said to myself, I do like the idea of a podcast. But the reason why I like the idea of a podcast, especially for me, because I am one of those who advocate for um, different knowledges and different venues, different knowledge mobilizations, and especially us in the academia, in the in the academic world, we are sort of pressured to publish in in high tier journal journals, right? We, are, we have this pressure and, and then that's the only possibility that we have to actually mobilize the knowledge. So for me, I had the idea that this, this, this is not only the only possibility to, to, to disseminate the knowledge. So I said, I'm going to create a podcast in which we're going to disseminate knowledge, research knowledge and, uh, and, and a different venue. And that's when we're chasing encounters study. And I said, hey, I want to engage with folks about not only research specifically, but also about who the person is behind the research, right? Where, where they're coming from and hence why that's why we talk about uh, languages, literacies, uh, identities, cultures, and all of those sorts of things. I'm, I am personally interested in who is the person who's doing their research, who is the person behind where you're coming from, what your background, your cultural background, your linguistic background. And that's how it started. And then I asked a, a friend of mine from Chile, uh, the first time we were on the hall, hallway at OEC and I told him, hey, listen, I have this idea for a podcast. Do you want to do the first pilot? And he said, sure, why not? And then the good thing is that uh, at OEC, we have an actual studio. So we went and we scheduled uh, or book an appointment and then we, we, we shot the first um, episode with him and we talk about, uh, we have a, a very informal conversation about what, what's happening in Chile, the, the sociopolitical situation in Chile. And then that's how we started. That's so interesting. Before continuing the idea of the resources that we have available to uh, support our podcast, I just wanted to add this comment. And I really agree with you in terms of how powerful conversations are. Like they are a form of just like sharing knowledge that, as you said, in a different way, in a different, it's just like a different opportunity for people to engage with different sources of knowledge. And I do agree with you with the part of we don't need to always go to academic journals to learn about a specific topic when we can have a conversation with the people that are writing those those uh, academic articles, but also we just, in the case of our podcast, just the students that are studying, that are getting to know different authors, uh, that are getting to know different academics in their fields of study. So like how powerful these conversations are. And I think that's what we are trying to do with El Cafecito, just like bringing all the ideas, all the knowledge that we have and just have a conversation about about all that how 
our experiences as students in Canada is being shaped by the knowledge that we are getting from like all these different sources, either like academic papers, conversations with our profs, conversations with our peers and so on. So just like, I just wanted to highlight how powerful conversations are as a form of uh, just like to share knowledge. That's what that's what we were born out like this idea where that's why it's called El Cafecito. I'm having coffee right now. We don't usually have coffee many times, but the idea was initially was to like sit down and unfortunately because of COVID we can't get together and now we're just recording it on Zoom. But uh, it used to be this idea of sitting down and get together and like having coffee and talking about politics and society in Latin America, and that's what we do every every Friday. And and I think that's and it's so relevant to do that because the conversations they they explore different themes and different topics that uh, that a text wouldn't. And I think and 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 I think it touches people in a different way that the texts don't do. I think the intonation and the way that you put and, and the, the way that people speak and the way that people pose their their different informations when they're talking is just so much more enriching than uh, when you're reading a text. So that's why I think the podcast medium is definitely is definitely enriching in that sense because it provides the real experience for people that are looking for that kind of content. Yes. I agree. Also, like just to keep in mind, like how like our audience, so like the initial stages of our podcast, and I wasn't part of the season one team, but for what I can gather and just like the the two seasons that we are, like the second and third season, and also Radio Viral, it's just like it's a podcast for students made by students. So like there's still that connection of like, it's just like students, the ones that are coming together to have this like cafecito time to talk about what we are learning, to talk about our positions and like different topics. And I think just like a great opportunity for us to, to explore those and, and have those conversations that I do think we need to have. And it's just a great opportunity for us to get involved with those conversations that might sometimes be perceived as the conversations that only like academics or just like professionals will have. So I just wanted to ask you a question, Jacid, about what's your audience? Like how, how do you choose who's going to be part of, of your podcast? Yeah, thank you so much. That's a very good question. Um, but before getting into that question about who's my audience, uh, something that I wanted to mention, especially for my, my audience or the people who are listening to our podcast today, um, they need to know, and some, one of the things that I like about uh, your podcast is uh, this display of words that you have within Cafecito, which is Cafe C and T-O, T-O meaning Toronto, I guess. This is playing with the words that some of my, my listeners may not know that also Cafecito means that like the little little coffee or the little cup of coffee that you have either in the morning or in the afternoon or evening with friends and having a chat. So I really love that concept that you guys have created uh, for that and as for my audience, um, initially, the audience was, and it still is, made by graduate students, at least at OEC, and especially in, the, in, in my program, which is language and literacies. But also the audience is, is, is typically graduate students, any type of scholars, any type of professors as well, who are in the, in the field of languages or applied linguistics or language education, all of those sorts of things. That's kind of like the, the main audience. But as the years pass, you know, as the seasons uh, pass, other people have come on board, like other community workers, other students, professors, you know, researchers from different centers, uh, artists have come uh, to the podcast. So now I have opened it a little bit more to, to talk with different folks because I really wanted this podcast to be 
about a chasing encounter, right? And they have these encounters with people with different uh, walks of life. They're coming from different uh, knowledges, and I wanted to share. They provide a space uh, for everybody to, to to share what they need to say in terms of uh, yeah. In in terms of in, that's that's in fact quite that's quite targeted, right? And that's a problem with our audience that it's not as targeted as yours because we 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 tend to focus on international students from that are that have Latin American background so not necessarily Canadian ones and and then we span from there's people from all over the world that listen to us um, despite our focus on Canada there's people that that listen from all over Latin America so it's interesting how we have a greater span of audience uh, because because I think our focus is different and and we and we try to and we try to be more expansive in our content so that we're we're always we're always talking about different things and different themes and this kind of balances out what the kind of people that we have involved uh and in talking and talking around with us uh i wanted to talk about about resources right because i think that's something that's always complicated for us um, and and we had our problems with resources. I think our main one was getting the microphones. <laughs> so we took a while to get professional microphones. And for for the longest time, we would sit in at the Latin American Studies Pro uh, Latin American uh, uh, Latin American Students Association OLES, and we would sit in the office uh, around the microphone. Uh, just like huddled around the microphone so everyone would capture the voice and then in the end I would have to edit the the echo the have the huge echo that had in the room and the audio would get distorted and it would be really annoying so we had all these problems with resources I don't know if you guys remember any other any other problem with resources but uh, we 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 started really in like in the from the podcasting roots really um, and now I think we're, we're getting somewhere yeah, no, I agree. I, I remember I, I, I'm looking at like the picture of, that we have uh, with like the microphone, the old microphone uh, in between like the, the two piles of books. And then we have a uh, like a tape and we used to put the microphone there. Yeah, it was, it was wild um, those times. But now with uh, the COVID-19 Student Engagement Award, we were able to buy the new microphones and also like get those like started with our social media accounts uh create a website uh, and so on so there are just like other resources that, that are there that were available just recently to be honest but but yeah i'm sorry just be, just before um you you go you see i just wanted to add that i think that what we had before was less of a microphone more of a, a recorder that's what it wasn't it it was it was a little machine that's yeah. probably from the 1990s in which we no used. no it's not old it's not old it's a good it's a good recorder it was just <laughs> it's a really good recorder it's just that it was only one and the problem that we're for <laughs> that yeah. we gather around without any other so like yeah it is a recorder it's not a microphone and so the idea is to like plug in other microphones to it and then it works right. really well because it like it works as like a sound base um, but we didn't have any other microphones, so we just have to like huddle around. I guess with the seat with you, you just like you just quickly schedule a place at Oise and, and then you have a podcasting studio right there, right? Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like I'm so happy for you guys that you you have the resources now and then the economic resources to sort of fund the project, which is great. I'm glad that the University of Toronto is funding such a great project, and I, I hope you guys are funded forever. I mean, and you know, whatever and ever. 
that, that for me, because this was a personal initiative, then I never got any funding from the university and I never asked and I never tried to look for funding at all. So when I asked um, the university, what resources do we have for them to, to do a podcast? They actually pointed out, we have a, a recording studio here on the third floor of the library. So you might want to just book it and then we teach you how to use the programs and everything. And then I was like, oh, that sounds great idea. And then that's how I did that. And then I booked every week, every other week, uh, the, the studio room. And then I will I will uh, send emails to the, to the guests and then they will meet me. And then that's cool where we record now that being said when when COVID came then it was difficult because i used to record in the studio in person with the people and also for example when there were international conferences i would invite a special guests to come to the university specifically to the studio to come and and, and and do the interviews but then now COVID came and now i was like what i'm gonna do Fortunately, like you guys mentioned, uh, Zoom came and then I started using Zoom uh, in the beginning. And then that's how that's how I did uh, how I finished the uh, season at the end of April. And then during the summer, I did a couple of uh, sort of, I call it a special episodes. And I did them in the park because I knew that uh, there were people who I know already and they were in my bubble. So, so I invited in the park, like not far from, from the University of Toronto, Queens Park. And there are some tables, somehow the, the, the city put some tables in the park. And then I just sit down there and then I carry the same recorder that you are talking about, uh, Leo. Uh, they say I have the same recorder, so I would put it in the middle and then we will record it. So it was kind of cool because we have like a, the ambience of the, you know, the birds and the wind and then the park and people sort of hanging out in the park. So that was a great idea. But then now, again, we are again in lockdown. So now we go back again to, to how we're going to do this business again. So I realized that I needed a, 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 an actual microphone. So then I bought this new microphone last week, actually, because I knew I was going to record uh, this program with you. And I said, I, I cannot continue doing this over over this um, microphone, like computer microphone, I, th I thought it was sort of unprofessional. So I pulled out some money out of my pocket and I bought this, uh, this microphone and I hope it works this time because uh, this is the first time actually I use it. So I don't know how, how the recording is going to be, I'm sure, better than the previous ones. But yeah, well, basically what I wanted to say is that that's the, that's the funding that I have is pretty much uh, myself. And, and also because I host the, 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 the podcast on SoundCloud, and you know, SoundCloud free is very limited in terms of the time that you, you can have to have your podcast. So I have to invest some other money to, to, to buy the premium account so I can host uh, more time on, on SoundCloud. So that being said, I wonder if you guys can share with us, how do you host your podcast or where do you host it online? Maybe I can learn from you. No, we also host it on SoundCloud. We have a, a SoundCloud Premium, and that's and that's something that that was a that was an initial issue for us, because we are struggling to find a good RSS feed that was cheap, and SoundCloud definitely provided like one of the best services for us. And it's I mean it's not it's not cheap, um, especially if you're taking it out of your pocket. But like for an institution like U of T and for like the program, it's like really cheap to offer. And it provides like a, a stable base for you to like and put your podcast there and have it on Spotify, have it on iTunes, have it everywhere. 
because it works with RSS feed and it's beautiful. It works wonders. Um, it's just, it's easy to, to upload and that's usually what we do. And that's, and that makes the, the editing process really easy too, because it's just, it's just a matter of editing it and like uploading it easily to, to SoundCloud. There's like no other like issues, bureaucratic issues around the, the podcast. And that's also something that's also really interesting about podcasting, right? Is that it's, it's not hard to make, right? I think that's also why we have a flood of podcasts nowadays is that like podcasts are so easy to make because unlike videos, you just, you just easily edit out the, the audio and then you put it out, wrap it up with some music and you throw it out there and it becomes a podcast. And of course, the content is very is, is different in, in the, the way that people speak and the way that it's projected is completely different in every single podcast. But in general, the ease of making a podcast has made it easily accessible, right? And I think we're part of this wave. I think we came a little bit before, right? How many years does your podcast have? Because we have we have three years now. So we, no, I have just two years. So this is this is we are in the middle of or the, towards the end of um, season four. So this is the end of the of year two. Yeah. So, so yeah, you are beginner than me. Yeah, we're we're in season three, and so like we're we've been we've been here we've been around for a good while now like considering the internet times usually things on the internet go by so fast and disappear easily so so we exist for a while and i think it's and it's interesting to see how how the podcast will eventually grow and institute itself uh and that's and that's the idea the idea is to like maintain it as a project and keep it going on forever hopefully um maintaining it as a, as a student initiative where people are able to like share their stories and 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 share and share their ideas and and i think that one of our moving on one of the big successes that we have was that we had unfortunately came with covid right i think that covid helped us a lot didn't it Rachel? yep i mean it provided a new i will say like a new thing to do like another use that we can give it to the podcast and we i'm at least i'm really really happy with all the things we did with with Radio Virar, with how we ended season two, and like what have we been learning for like the past what almost eight months now? It's been an interesting opportunity to see us working in that way, where it's just not us only talking about topics here and there, but more like something more specific, a global project, an interdisciplinary project. So I think definitely, I think that Radio Virar has been one of our uh big uh things that we've done together and i'll say that with the challenges that that also brought to us like changing from in-person recordings to online trying to use zoom and finding like the best way to keep that conversation going i think that we were so used to the office space that when we first recorded online it felt that it just felt so weird it felt that there was something missing uh, but now I think we're getting back to, to that environment that we had while we were recording. Because at the end, we don't want to make the conversation like too, we don't want to force the conversation to happen. And we don't want to have those, I don't know, awkward moments where like no one is like, what do I say now? And so on. It, just like have that conversation and like feel like free to just jump in and like say whatever you want to say. And yeah, but I will say, yeah, the, like the pandemic, I think, was one of our, maybe it was the, the biggest challenge that we had, but we are still here. Season three is uh, up and running. Uh, our social media account is also 
uh, growing. Now we have a website as well, and maybe Yede would like to talk more about it. But in terms of social media that I'm in charge of, I have uh, some new projects coming up soon. I'm still trying to think about that. But it's just really great to see our like to see that we have more followers, to see that we have more interaction with uh, our audience. And yeah, I think that's one of the the things that we are doing right now, uh, the things that we are working on. Yeah, I don't know if Kile, if you would like to share about our website. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was about to. Um, nice. And at first, when you told me, because I I I, did, I wasn't part of Radio Viral. And when you told me that we're gonna have a website, I wasn't very sold on the idea because I, I, I like I have a preconception that um, websites are essentially an outdated medium in which, well, um, not only are they hard to make professional, but they are not very used. But I, I feel like I'm completely wrong uh, after a while of managing the El Cafecito website, not only because we have um, a, a provider that makes it extremely easy to make it look professional and nice, which is also great. Um, I also was lucky enough to inherit the work of Ana Rodriguez, who was our former um, co-host as well here in the podcast, who who started the website herself. And while well, she made it brilliant, I just had to tweak it here and there. But yeah, I do think that a website is good, uh, not only about because we, we can share other things, for example, uh, longer texts of like blog posts, which we have been doing, um, but because it's another way to uh, promote, I don't want to say brand, but promote the, the product because in the end of the day, the podcast is, of course, a product. So yeah, I really think that uh, this website was a wonderful idea and I'm very happy to, to be managing it. And uh, do you have a website, you see them? How does that like, do you have a plan? Do you have one already? Um, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I think, I think I would like to collect some of my thoughts while you guys were speaking and it's sort of related to, everything is related, but one of the things that I wanted to sort of follow up on my earlier thoughts uh, based on uh, the website, uh, SoundCloud that I use, one of the things that I like the most about it and I'm happy to pay out of my pocket. That is because I can get details about the statistics, uh, about who's listening, where's listening. We have countries and we have uh, the cities that are listening. And it's interesting because before COVID, we had like 3,000 listeners from around the world. And then COVID came and then now I see the statistics about seven to 8,000. So it increased. So this is a proof that Podcast listening has improved during COVID because, you know, we have been in lockdown, we have inside our houses. So so we have the time now to sit down and sort of listen to podcasts. So that's one of the first things that I noticed um, in my podcast, right? And then the second thing that I was, it got me thinking is, okay, now I have the, the SoundCloud, but I wonder if I should have an actual website to put up the, the episodes. And then because I'm working on my own with these, I mean, I, I have the resources to put up a website, but I, unfortunately I don't have the time. So I do not have a website like chasingencounters.com or whatever. But what I do in terms of promoting the, the podcast, which in this case, you guys are more advanced than me. Obviously. The way I do, I have, the only thing that I have is Twitter. And every time I, I produce a podcast, then I just, uh, put it out there and be a Twitter and then I retweet it in my personal Facebook or my personal uh, people. Oh, this is the, the latest of our podcast. Please go ahead and listen to it. The other thing that I that I do, which I think I'm lucky, is that I have access to the, uh, the University of Toronto OEC listserv. Uh, so it, it's, 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 I can send it to pretty much all, all, all the students at OEC. So that's probably one of the reasons why I get a lot of audience 
because it sent it out to everybody at Oisian. You know, there's a lot of people there. So I, I'm happy to do that. So now, because I am not sure sometimes whether I should create a website for the podcast or not. I mean, I could and I should. The problem is the time that I really literally don't have it. And I may find a partner at some point down the road who can help me out with that. Because one thing that I don't know if you guys do, but I have been requested the idea of transcripts, you know, like especially for um, question uh, disabilities and things like that. Accessibility and disabilities that have been requested for transcripts or every one of, uh, of my episodes but like i said unfortunately i'm the only one who's doing this i won't be i, I haven't been able to actually get, get around the transcripts of the podcast and i wonder if how do you guys do with that do you do transcripts of the the podcast that you run or not or how do you go about it i mean we've never been asked to provide a, a trans uh yeah like the transcripts of the conversations but another option that we can explore if it's the case like we can have um closed captions and I think that at the end there is like automat automatically you're gonna get the, the transcripts maybe. I think another way just like that's something we do with or we're trying to do with our blog section for, for the website is to either explore topics that we were didn't have enough time to discuss with we were recording the episodes but if you're interested in like doing a blog section where you're talking about like the main points of the of that um, episode and then like just give a general overview of what happened there. Might be a good idea if that's like something that you're interested in. Uh, but yeah, we we don't do transcripts. Yeah, it's it's never been something that was asked. It's like, it's although although it's an interesting idea, and, and that's exactly what Raquel said. The the idea of the text of writing the of the text and the and the website was exactly expanding our podcast to towards like the written medium, and then make it make it so that more ideas are expanded into like a written text and and the ideas are then like transposed somewhere else and i also wanted to talk about the future of of our projects and the future of podcasting because um right now we're still locked down and <clears throat> and toronto just got into lockdown last week um i don't know how other countries are dealing with it but it's been pretty tough and I'm wondering how, 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 what are the, what are the prospects for our projects and what are the prospects for podcasting in the next few years? Yeah, I think that the prospects for podcasts in general are good. Um, I don't, I honestly don't think that COVID negatively affects um, podcasting as an industry um, in any significant way. Um, even actually, I take that back because some people do uh, mostly listen to podcasts when, for example, commuting. Um, or walking around, which has been happening less um, due to COVID. But uh, still, there are uh, things in which you being at home, you can have time to um, do things in which you can listen to a podcast. For example, uh, whenever I'm washing dishes, I'm listening to a podcast. So um, I guess it is a, a give and take uh, situation. You lose uh, some instances in which you might lose uh, listen to a podcast and gain uh, some others. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I do think that... Um, podcasting as a whole will only um, grow uh, despite uh, uh, COVID and even after COVID it, it really has I, I want to say no limits really to where it can go because it's a medium that is only um, now really becoming mainstream we are we are now seeing a lot of um, well mainstream uh, medias uh, giving in to podcasts let's call it that way because in the past podcasts used to be more of a alternative um, 
independent uh, thing. But as we see a lot of corporations diving into it, uh, I think it is a very uh, good sign that it is a promising and good uh, industry and form of communication really for the future. I agree. I also think that with the pandemic, I think like in, in the next months, we're going to see better software options. Like they, there's there's demand for, uh, I don't know, editing like apps to help you edit the beat, like the, the, the audios and just like to help you, I don't know, develop your website and social media accounts. It's just like it's something as, as, as Guillermo said, it's something that is growing and it's going to keep uh, growing and uh, there's demand. So like if there's demand, there's going to be supply at some point. Yeah, I think some of them, some of the things that I've seen recently is like I agree with with you guys that the podcast the is, is is in demand right now. Everybody's like, you know, eager to listen to podcasts right now. You go to Google Podcasts or Spotify, even online, you can see that there is a bunch of people already creating, starting to create, and it's becoming better and it's becoming. Um, I would say, quote unquote, more professional for different folks because of you, of you mentioned Raquel. Uh, it's easy to do, and then there is all sorts of tools to edit and to make things a little bit better. But I think this is just the beginning of a bigger uh, wave of podcasting in the near future. It's, it's already happening, but it's just getting bigger. My question, I think, is for people like us that we are students, we are, you know, at school, you know, we finish at some point, we finish, you guys finish your studies. And then the, the question is who, who's going to take over of what you guys started, right? Unless you guys are going to go back, come back, but I don't think you want to come to school to continue the El Cafecito. Maybe you can, you want to do another podcast on your, on your, on your end, you know, when whatever you end up working. For me, Chasing Encounters, it's my podcast and it is my idea and uh, and, I, and it does not end when I finish school next year. I think I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to put it in my backpack and then carry it wherever I go with my the microphone and, and all the equipment that I have. Now, something that you got me thinking in this conversation today was I think I need to start finding alliances and uh, start to find people who can... Uh, work with me on a voluntary basis to support me. And I guess my big guess is that I guess there has to support me in my cause. And I, I still have to figure it out how I'm going to do it and then expand and become a little bit more robust because I believe there is there is some value in the work that we all do. And then the question for us is how we're going to be uh, expanding from who we are, right? How we're going to uh, sustain the project that we really like. And, but I don't know how about you guys, how you gonna, what are your plans to sustain this Cafecito podcast? It hangs on to our boss, Berenice. It's her goal. <laughs> it's her own goal. It's her appropriate goal and her own goal to maintain this podcast alive. So in case this podcast dies, <laughs> maybe it's not our fault. <laughs> um, but uh in it's 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 generally it's generally on, on the other program side and hopefully and hopefully it, it endures and, and encounters other people to to head it too because it is a i think it's a fantastic project that that emerges from the latin american studies program and it's something that uh i want i i want to keep alive and i think should be kept alive because um because these podcasting experiences really reflect what and that's one of our justifications for the COVID project was that 
it's that it was a, a a historical document of like how students believed and what students thought at the time and that i think it's really interesting that people are going to be st- maybe even studying these things in like 10 20 years time like they were oh that was that that podcast of like students talking about this and that i mean it's a possibility these things happen right so i think podcasts are just living documents of what people are thinking and and I think we can if we compact it really well it works really nicely. And yeah. on No, 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 I was just saying yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and on on that note I would like to wrap this podcast up. It was amazing to talk about podcasting uh here with Yasid. Thank you very much for coming. Uh thank you very much for listening. As always El Cafecito is available on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you very much and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Well, 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 that was it. That was our last episode of this year. I hope you have enjoyed it. I wish you happy holidays, happy new year 2021, and I'll see you in the new year. Have a great time.